0: What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Trench Warfare Podcast. I'm your host Brandon Thorne and this is episode 8 and I have a really special guest today. I actually have Louisville offensive coordinator and offensive line coach Dwayne Ledford. I had the privilege of meeting him at Indianapolis at the Combine this previous uh, season, this previous year or this year actually. Uh, We got to meet a little bit and talk. And I thought he'd be a great person to bring on to talk about offensive line play in general and just sort of the role, the roles that he's had both currently and previously and then talk about some players like Garrett Bradbury, who he has coached. So with that said, uh, Coach Ledford, just welcome on and thanks for being here.
1: I oh, appreciate it. Um, like uh, we were talking just briefly before, um, I really appreciate uh, everybody out there that, that, that highlights offensive line offensive line play and takes the time out and, and try to uh, shed a, a a light on that position um, with, with with the old line play so I, I appreciate what you're doing
0: yeah for sure yeah we both know that it's it's very underrated out there in the mainstream media people just don't really talk or appreciate offensive line play so a huge reason why I'm here doing this is because of exactly that so it's 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 awesome and it's a privilege to do it. So it's it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I wanted to start with your sort of your path into coaching. I know you played in the NFL for I believe seven years for different teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, did did you always want to coach when you were playing, or how did that transition happen for you?
1: You know, Brendan, I I had no clue. Unfortunately, when I first started playing, um, you know, towards the end of my Um, years of playing, I got involved with the NFLPA, and and they do a great job, I think, personally, um, with with trying to help guys transition with a career outside of football, and and so I took advantage of an internship they had with NFL Europe, I think it was called NFL Europa at the time, Um, I was a product of NFL Europe as a player going over there playing one season as well. And so I wanted to test the waters of coaching. And so I went over there one year as an intern and then the second year as a full-time coach and um, got a chance to be around some, some men I respect a lot and just doing a lot of camps with guys like, uh, you know, I, I got to play for and also coach with Waddy Jordan, who's a mentor of mine. Um, got to meet Don Lawrence and do a lot of camps with him when I was over in Europe. So just the knowledge and, and just learning how to coach, how to handle yourself as a coach, the profession, uh, coaching the guys, how to handle a room, and uh, really just fell in love with it. When I look back on my career as I got into coaching, so I started in NFL Europe, I knew I wanted to get involved in college at one point, at some point, and so... When I got back, so I would coach in the spring league of NFL Europe, and then that one summer I would coach high school football also. And then I went on and GA'd um, at East Carolina under Skip Holtz, did that for two years. And then um, I was fortunate to get my first full-time job at Tennessee State um, in 2010. And then from there I went to Gardner-Webb for a year, then went up to App State. Uh, was there for four years and then the last three years at NC State and now up here at Louisville. And so it's a lot of places, a lot of different levels. Uh, that I got to experience coaching. I've uh, been around a lot of great people. and you know, I tell people all the time, everything I do is a product of what I've learned as a player or as a coach from somebody. And so on the, uh, the unique thing about – I was very privileged. I mean, it, it was bad as a player – because I was getting cut a lot, uh, but when I look back on my career, I was very fortunate. I got to play uh, for nine different O-line coaches, and that was a lot of experience of, like, first-hand account of drills, of meeting rooms, of on-the-field uh, stuff that we would do, uh, not only just schemes, but just, you know, and then all the different relationships, all the different players. I got the privilege of just being around and seeing some of the greatest to, to do it up front, get to see those guys play and go out and practice how they, how they went about their everyday life. And, uh, that was a blessing because I've, I've used that and all that while I'm still coaching today, all those lessons that I learned, all those relationships I had with former players and coaches and still relying on the things that I
0: pulled from those guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really cool because I think initially when you start looking at somebody's career, and I think I know coaches go to a lot of different places generally when they're starting out, but you as a player and as a coach to be able to go to a bunch of different places, like you said, play for a lot of different people, be around a lot of different coaches, that's really helped shape your foundation and really given you a, a wide perspective on how to approach things. So I think ultimately it's just, like you said, been a blessing for for you and made you a better coach you know in the process
1: it, it it certainly has and I always try to be like a sponge when I'm around a, another coach or going to visit somebody and try to soak up as much as I as I can gain or learn um, you know and I was always a guy if, if I can apply it myself I felt like I could teach it then and so when I go out I want to try to build a t- truly understand the things that I'm, I'm in, trying to implement with my players and and, like I said, when I look back, and, and you know, a lot of great players and, and a lot of the coaches that I got to, uh, to be around definitely helped shape me to who I am today. And then, uh, forever grateful for that old line community, uh, the players and the coaches that I've been around.
0: Definitely. So, with coaching offensive line. Uh, you know as offensive line in general is just excuse me sort of a unknown realm for a lot of people but offensive line coaching I think we're seeing more and more especially on the NFL level it's becoming apparent how important and how how much it could change the, the course of a team if the offensive line coach is, is really at the top of his game we've seen it time and time again player teams that are playing at the highest level you can bring in offensive linemen that maybe aren't the most coveted guys but if you have a really good offensive line coach and they can and he could get all five guys to play as a unit you can really elevate there you go yeah you can yeah. really yeah. elevate you know the individuals to 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 be greater than the sum of their parts i guess you know and yeah. i think yeah um that's something so cool with offensive line coaching and with that a lot of offensive line coaches also serve as the run game coordinator and you know designing the run game and things like that so that's what I wanted to ask you about next was you know when you became a run game coordinator for the first time I think at Gardner Webb if that's correct you know and then throughout your career so far you've been a run game coordinator everywhere you've been Um, you know what what does that uh, role specifically entail and how how do you, how does that con- contribution matter so much to, to the way that an offense is successful?
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, man, when you Brandon, you were talking just a little while ago about, you know, the role as as those O-line coaches and, and uh, you know, the, those top teams and what I think is one of the biggest, the best thing that I think that you can do as a coach, especially as an O-line coach, is when I was at Gardner-Webb one year, and I was there for one season. Um, I used to take my guys out to eat at a just a little hamburger place off campus when we hit certain goals um, after a game. And at the end of the season, um, when I told the players, "Look, I, I was leaving," but also just talked to them about like you know this, just the past year, what you guys thought about it. Yeah, every one of those kids talked about how much they grew with each other by just getting in the car and driving that short distance of this hamburger place and eating with one another and then driving back. Uh, Because when they left the facility, they never had communication with each other. And so for me, that taught me a valuable lesson early on in my coaching career that, you know, and and if I can get those guys – to me, the more stuff I can do with those guys outside of the facility, the tighter and closer they'll become. If I can get them to come together, and, and I always – I started this 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 phrase, this, this name, what I named the O-line when I was at Appalachian State, Band of Brothers. And I used it ever since. Uh, when I was at App, when I went to NC State, and now up here at Louisville. And what I try to get the guys – to, I want them to identify with, with themselves and with each other as something special and something more than just an O-line unit. And although there's so many guys in there from different backgrounds, circumstances, they come, come together through football and everything they do with the training, with the practices, with the games to form an unbreakable bond. And to me, that's when you get those guys tight knit like that, to have that brotherhood in that room then you can have something very special. And to me, that's the most important job. That's the first thing that you got to establish. And and so, like here at Louisville, for instance, that's the first thing I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to get that relationship established with these guys and with each other and just showing them how special they are and how special we can be if we come together and play the way I know that we can play. Because you'll do a lot for a friend – but you'll go to war. You'll go to extreme amounts uh, of pain, of of sorrow. You'll do a lot more for, for a family member than you would for just a friend. And so my, my thing is I'm trying to get those guys to feel like they're family with each other. Because and, and, then I know we'll have something special. And so that's a big part of it. And that's part of the reason why uh, you saw me up there at Indianapolis to see Garrett and also to see Tyler, you know, it's something where it's not just those four years and, and you're done with those guys. It's, it's, we, we, to me, you know, you had something special with a, a group of guys when you could continue to have that relationship, even when they're through playing football for you. And and to me, that's something that's real. And, and so I know that kind of got a little bit off topic, but man, when you put children <laughs> on the arms when you started talking about the whole thing about, coaches bringing kids together because i think that's the most important part yeah and, and, and I, th- I think that's really important um and it can't be overlooked and and i'm very fortunate i got a, a wife and two kids and uh, i got a five-year-old and two-year-old and they love to be a part of it and so it's 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 one big family with us and so we're, we're fortunate to to build a to be in a place that we are uh that allows us to do that to open up our our house to these kids yeah so but I know you were hitting on the the whole thing of you know the importance of playing to me I I think that the offensive line coach he's going to know better than anybody else I think on the staff uh, what his guys can and can't do and what we're looking for up front especially with the run game and I think when you have that type of relationship I know early on when I was at Gardner-Webb when I was at Appalachian State even when I was at NC State before I moved on to being the offense coordinator. Now, that run game coordinator, you work closely with uh, the offense coordinator, but also who typically was either a quarterback coach um, or a receiver coach or some skill position. And so he relied on you a lot to kind of make sure that the run game that we had was matching with what we needed to get done with that game. And so to me, I think that successful teams They're going to win up front on both sides of the ball, on the O line and on the D line. And and I'm I'm very fortunate. I work for a head coach that that loves O line and D line play, and and there's a huge value of that here, uh, where I'm at right now. And a lot of places I've been have been that way. And so, to me, that that's that's a key part of it uh, when putting it all together with it.
0: No, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I. I, that's powerful what you said earlier about getting guys together off the field because I think a lot of the times you probably see that translate on the field um, and how well they play together and how well they could probably communicate even non-verbally. I'm, I'm sure that that's part of it, you know, Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. stuff like that, you yeah. know, to yeah. pick up games and, you know, just see things that the defense is doing, things like that. I, I'm sure it all kind of is interconnected, so. Um, there's yeah. there's a lot of reasons i 'm sure why why that 's extremely beneficial for for the offensive line room and things like that so that that part i thought was really important and then the the run game coordinator piece i just think is is underrated in general a lot of people don 't realize how how integral offensive line coaches are to the success of an offense which makes sense to why now you 're the offensive coordinator at louisville i 'm sure you 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 have a pretty detailed idea of how an offense is supposed to function from a, from probably a wide variety of perspectives as well. So um, I think that that's, that's really cool. And I, I wanted to ask you about, um, in terms of teaching scheme versus technique to your players, how do you balance that? And do you think it is different in every place that you go? Because I think when we're looking at the NFL level, a lot of the times, I don't know how much technique is really taught because of the limited time in the off season, but for college yeah. is it like when you get a guy um and and your time with them while they're under you, do you typically focus on one more than the other or do you just tailor it to the player?
1: Well, what I've tried to do, and I hope this answers it is is to me the fundamentals they got to the, – the technique and the fundamentals of of the scheme within the players, to me, that's, that's the most important part. Like, I want to make sure the players, they feel like they're so good fundamentally with their technique within a certain scheme, um, be it whatever type of scheme you're running, that they feel like no matter what a defense is doing, we've done this enough that I know that I, we've put the time into this. We know that we're good with our steps here it doesn't matter what they're doing, we're going to be good. And to me, that outlies, that's more important than just, then just the scheme. Because to me, I want to, uh, my guys to be very good fundamentally and place a heavy, heavy emphasis on that, uh, both in a run and pass game for my guys uh, with pass protection and also with our run game. And, and to me, we'll we'll do less schematically, just so that we can make sure that we're good fundamentally within the scheme that we're going to be running.
0: Got you. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. So, You know, and I, and I think that you see
1: – what I love seeing nowadays is you're starting to really see um, a, a light. You're seeing a positive um, light on offensive line training. You're seeing a lot of, of great people out there that, that – It's it's fun being an offensive lineman. They see how the training is important. And and to me, that's fun and exciting to see because the kids, they get to see that. A lot of times, you don't get to see that as an offensive line. And and that's stressing the fundamentals, the footwork, the base, and and starting from the ground zero with it. And so, and we try to do everything here from the ground up. Um, I try to relate everything that we do on the field to what those guys are doing in the weight room as well. I'm trying to make sure that they understand the application of a squat or a power clean, how we can apply that on the football field and make sure that the two, because me and the strength coach, we work side by side, and that's a, it's a very important relationship, I think, in developing your linemen. Because to, to me, I think that's a position, that's a huge developmental position, Um, I think a lot of it, especially coming into college, you're having to really project guys because they're not going to be the size they're going to be in three years once they come into your program. And so you got to really do a good job of projecting what you think a guy's ceiling may be. And, And so once you get that, you got that clay to just mold there now in those two, three years. And so just working those fundamentals, working those things that, 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 that you know that's gonna make a good alignment and, and just those attributes that you feel like is is needed to play up front.
0: Yeah, that's a perfect segue into talking about Garrett Bradbury because I I think, you know, he he's a good example of that. Somebody who came to N C State I believe as a tight end and he actually played maybe a little defensive end I think and then even and then went to offensive line. So yep. Yep. somebody like that, you know, obviously went through a, a huge change. I, I spoke with Joe Staley on the podcast before he went to uh, Central Michigan as a tight end, made the transfer over. So it, this, guys have had a lot of success drastically changing their bodies and their even their total different positions. So with with Bradbury, when he came in, was he somebody who – you know, how did that – well, I really – I'm just curious, how did that process work of switching him over um, to offensive line? Did you What did you see in him that you thought could be successful on the line? And, and uh, just how did that come about?
1: Well, when I was at Appalachian State, um, the year Bradbury was coming out, and so going into his senior year, his senior year I was at Appalachian State. And I remember recruiting because I recruited his area also. And I remember recruiting uh, Garrett. He was about 230, maybe 240 pounds. And he had these huge hands. And he, he was a great baseball player. And he played tight end and played the tight end position really well. Caught the ball well, ran well. So he was a really athletic kid that when you met him, I mean, his hand size, I don't know what they measured at, but he has these huge hands and big risks, and so you knew that he was going to be a big person once he got involved in a, a program where they're eating more than just lifting weights. And with him catching a football as a tight end and playing catcher in baseball, you knew that being holding a ball or throwing a ball around is not foreign to him. And so I thought right away that when I was recruiting him that, that he was going to be a, an unbelievable center um, once he got to college, and and so and a lot of times kids don't like to hear that coming out of high school going into college, and, and so to me I I was very similar. I went to East Carolina. I was 230 pounds as a defensive end. I was a starting DN my junior year, and I made the switch over to O line going into my senior year, and then I was able to go on as a free agent in the NFL and spend a good amount of time in the NFL, and and so I've always gravitated towards those guys, those guys that played on the defensive side, those tight ends, those guys played other positions, uh, sometimes even other sports that you're trying to get them to come over because of valuing the athletic ability so much. And, and Bradbury, once you meet him, um, he's, he's so athletic and he's so quick and, and he plays with great leverage you just kind of knew right away that once he made that commitment to coming over to the offensive side, he was going to be pretty special over there. And uh, the first year I had him, he played guard and did really well at guard that year. And uh, the second year, he, we moved him into center. And, and I told him from the get-go that, you know, I think that in, in, in due time, you could be the best in the country. And, you know, that's something that his junior year, after his junior season, he kind of saw the season that he had and how he was able to go out and perform. You know, going into senior year, I really challenged him going into that spring ball of of, of make it, of going into a lot of times you see guys waiting until their, their careers are over to really focus on their diets and their, their, their training, getting ready for the NFL. Well, Bradbury did that way early in his college career, he was going to, he was doing that, you know, his junior year. And so you see how it paid off for him. And so he's such a mature kid and he treats everything that he did going into his senior season from the summer, going through this season, he treated it like he was already a pro and um, my hat's off to the way he prepared himself and, and not only now, but how he still was preparing himself, the way that he performed at the combine, uh, the way he performed each week. And, you know, he had a lot of – in the center position, uh, for me, is always a fun position because the, the, it always starts with you. And you have a lot of say in the offense as far as, like, making the calls up front, uh, making our protection calls and everything like that. And so he had to be really dialed in to – everything that we were doing offensively and and with the game plan. And so Bradbury was a guy that lived in the coach's office and and would come up and watch film all the time. And you ask Bradbury during the season, what are you going to do tonight? He's like, well, coach, I got to go to bed here in about 30 minutes. And, you know, it would be like 9 o'clock, but he was on such a regimen of making sure he he had X amount of hours to sleep, uh, that he was eating at this time of the day every day. I mean, he was really treating everything like a pro, and that's why I think that once it, whatever team he goes into, they're going to be so happy with him just because of how mature he already is and, and all the things you really don't think about. I mean, obviously as a player, he's phenomenal. Um, he, he did a great job, and, and his, his film is, is very impressive. Um, but all the stuff that you get with him off the field, I think that makes him even, and he's such a good person. That makes him even more special to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at his resume, and definitely what you said about him being the best center came to fruition in a lot of ways. I mean, first-team All-SEC, consensus All-American, which is big, and then to win the Remington. So, you know, just had pretty much like the picture-perfect last year there, and then in Indianapolis performed – incredible i mean went sub five on the 40 34 reps he did have big hands 10 and a half inches so that's yeah, that's definitely yeah. a big measurement um for for hand size so you know it definitely you could you could just see um in the w- in the way that things have played out with him that there there was a lot going on behind the scenes so it's really cool to hear the details of that um i know people are going to appreciate yeah, yeah. hearing that about him um you know, and when you watch him on film, it's just you know you guys ran a lot of outside zone, obviously, and yeah. yeah the 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 way that he's able to reach guys not just shaded nose tackles, but I mean I even saw him reach three techniques, which <laughs> is just incredible, <laughs> so yeah, i mean st- yeah. stuff like that is is really a lot of fun to watch, and I think he's gonna be a really good pro, especially n- knowing all this stuff now, so that's 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 fun. That's really cool. And you also had another All SEC player in Tyler Jones, and I believe that was the first time in over thirty years that NC State had two offensive linemen on the first team All SEC team. So that's a big accomplishment as well. But but what do you uh, see in Tyler Jones, and do you think he he has what it takes to to stick on an NFL roster?
1: Yeah, I, I do. I think Tyler is a is a guy that has great versatility because he has great length. Um he's a guy that played left tackle for us. Um, and, you know, to me, you know, I, I probably did a little bit of a disservice for him for not trying to, to play him inside more because his future in the NFL, I think, is going to be that. Um, body type-wise, he reminds me of somebody I played with in San Francisco a lot, Derek Deese, who was a little bit undersized but had tremendous Feet and was so athletic and played and was one of the to me one of the better tackles that I got to see play and you know he that I always told him told Tyler, he he reminded me of Derek and uh, I think that that he is going to be a guy that can play all all every position along the line and and to me that's important because you got seven or eight guys that you're going to to dress for a game. And the roster numbers are so small that the more you can do, the better off you're going to be in the long run. And I think that when you look at his resume and the defensive ends that he's went up against each year, and to not, to not give up a sack, I think it was um, this last year and I think the year before also in the ACC, I think that's pretty uh, – that's remarkable, especially facing the, the DNs that, that come out of our league. And so and I think that he's got the great – he's got great range as far as his length that he, he can play with. He's got great lower body strength and just power. Um, and he can play with good leverage, I think, in the run game. And so – in another kid that's just a great kid. And, and that's something that I think that, you know, you, you get these – it's the off-the-field stuff with with he and also with Garrett that a lot of people don't see – but they're just outstanding people, um, that, 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 that aren't selfish people that are, are, are giving that are, it's, it's not about them. And to me, I think that's pretty special with both of those kids.
0: Yeah, definitely is. That's, that's really good background there. And, Um, I'm I'm sure we could talk longer about offensive line play and everything, but I think I've kept you long enough at this point, and you've given us tons of great insight and information, so I just want to thank you for taking the time to do this. I know I personally really appreciate it, and other people will as well, so thank you very much, Coach, and uh, best of luck next year at Louisville.
1: Uh, Brandon, I certainly appreciate you you having me on and uh, really enjoyed it and uh, appreciate everything you do for, for our community.
0: For sure. Thanks, coach. The first weekend of the NCAA tournament is the greatest betting event of the year. Whether you like filling out a bracket, picking a national champion, predicting first-round upsets, or all of the above, my bookie is the perfect home for your March Madness fun. Will Zion Williamson and his teammates cement their legacy at Duke with a title? Can Virginia get past its loss to a 16 seed last year, and can Kentucky get back to the final four? If you know the answers, or even if you don't, MyBookie is the place to get in on the action. They have something for everyone, even you, multiple bracket guy. MyBookie has been in business for years. Their goal is to give you the best customer service in the business, and the best part is they pay out fast when you win. I'm talking 48 hours. Bet with the best, then kick back and enjoy March Madness while you watch your picks cash. Deposit with MyBookie today with promo code BLUEWIRE for a 50% sign-up bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. With MyBookie, you play, you win, and you get paid. Alright everybody, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Louisville offensive coordinator and offensive line coach Dwayne Ledford coach was kind enough to come on after just a brief introduction in Indianapolis between each other where we got to talk for you know 15-20 minutes about the position and and just sort of the community and and Bradbury and Jones and the guys there he was actually there to see Um, so for him to come on and give us 30 minutes or so was was really cool and I think you know we got a lot of good insight there not only into those players but into the offensive line community in general into the coaching community and just to get the curtain peeled back a little bit to get some insight into to what goes down in an offensive line room and just how important different factors are i think that we don't think about a lot in the media especially so that was that was very cool and a couple things that he talked about that I didn't really get to expand on that I just wanted to touch on were um when he mentioned how he liked that offensive line training was as popular as it is right now, I thought that was a really good point because I think for for a while now, you know, as long as you know I was in high school uh geez, over ten years ago. I mean it was closer to it was like thirteen years ago now, fourteen years ago. And even back then, I mean, playing offensive line, there was a stigma to it. It's like, man, you go there when you're not wanted anywhere else sort of thing. And now with the training for offensive line that has become so popular, it's, it's done a great service ultimately, I think, for the community of offensive line because I think a lot of the times when you have a big, strong, athletic kid, he wants to play defensive line because there's more notoriety, there's more accolades, you have statistics, you can get sacks, you can get tackles could force fumbles, you know, you could do all, this, all these things that would make you more popular and just more noticed, you know, and it's easier to, for the common fan to, to grasp the impact of a defensive lineman as opposed to an offensive lineman. There's a lot of things that, that lead to more talent going to the defensive side of the ball, whereas I think offensive line, it's so rooted in skill. You know, granted, a lot of these guys are really talented, but you have to develop your skill as much as any other position, and that's partly why I love offensive line so much. It's such a highly skilled position. You're moving, you know, at un- unnatural angles a lot of the time, and you know, you really have to be a hard worker to succeed at it. I think for the most part. Um, but the offensive line, the offensive line training piece being popular is is huge for the community because it's. I think it's bringing more guys to that side of the ball. And it's just opening young guys' eyes to the benefits of playing offensive line and, and making it cool, which I think ultimately, like I said, is, is doing a good service to to the position. So that was a really cool point. And, um, you know, it's it, it was just great to hear Coach talk about Bradbury and his pres- preparation. I mean, the fact that he was preparing like a pro really after his junior year of college um, – it speaks volumes I think and it will to the NFL as well of sort of what kind of kid, what kind of man that you're getting into your into your program as a as a pro franchise. So um that that's extremely valuable and a really good nugget of information there on Bradbury and his background. So I mean when you watch the film and you really I've I've studied five games of his so far That's the the, amount that I've had access to all 22-wise. And, I mean, you watch him and his film alone says this guy is probably worthy of a first-round pick. I mean, he's an instant-impact type starter, especially in a predominantly zone scheme. But then when you hear about the sort of person he is and how serious he takes things, that's huge. So a lot of good stuff there from Coach Ledford, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys then. Thank you for tuning in to the Trench Warfare podcast. Please subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. Um, That that does a lot for for us and for offensive line everywhere um, and and just the line of scrimmage. So thank you guys, and uh, we'll, we'll be back next week.